welcome to Citizen of the World, the podcast. I am your host, Kathleen Parisien. Are you taking action outside your comfort zone? Are you following your dreams? Do you dream of building your own business but don't know where to start? Do you want to travel but have limited vacation time? On Citizen of the World, the podcast, I set out to answer these questions and help you step outside your comfort zone. This is a podcast for ambitious and adventurous people who want to live purposeful lives while making the world a better place. By stepping outside our comfort zones, we fulfill the light within us that is wanting to shine brighter. Make the world a better place by shining your light. I share advice on how to let go of social expectations to design your ideal life. Enjoy inspiring interviews with everyday humans who have stepped outside their comfort zones to live peaceful, happy, and successful lives. Citizen of the World believes in collaboration rather than competition. Through learning from each other, not only do we accomplish our goals, but our light shines brighter when we're in collaboration with others. Welcome to Citizen of the World, the podcast. Episode 2 of Citizen of the World, the podcast, and I am your host, Kathleen Parisien. You may have already heard the roosters in the background, and that is because I am recording this podcast from the mountains of Jamaica. I am visiting Jamaica by traveling bra, living with a Jamaican family in an authentic Jamaican house in the mountains, about 30 minutes away from the grill. So, Citizen of the World, the podcast is introducing the Jamaican series, which will be a three-part series that shows the real life in Jamaica, experiencing the culture from staying with locals and really getting to know the way of life here. And so I am so far out of my comfort zone, and this is where I'm learning, growing, and evolving. I want you to be part of this journey with me, and this is why I'm introducing Jamaica, the three-part series. So how did we come to be in the hills of Brighton, Jamaica? Four years ago, my dad and uncle would visit Negril in all-inclusive resorts. There, my dad developed friendships with the bartenders and servers. Instead of treating the local servers as they were just workers, my dad decided to actually get to know them, build a friendship with them. And they would keep in touch over the years, and of course every year my dad would return back to Jamaica, to see them, to bring gifts. Um, Mostly he was bringing a lot of flower seeds. He wanted to try to build, um, to to grow flowers here in Jamaica. Anyways, and so last year, my, this family invited my dad to stay with him. And he gladly accepted to get more of an authentic Jamaican experience instead of staying with the resorts where really all he was doing was laying on the beach, eating too much food, drinking, and just conversations with, with other North Americans. So he really wanted something more authentic and to stay with a real Jamaican family in the countryside. And I joined him for the ride. So this we are here for one week, and we are staying in the countryside, mountains of Jamaica. Waking up here means waking up to roosters and goats and birds chirping. There's about 15 goats that roam around the land, roosters, 
always cock-a-doodle-doing all the time. It's a real country experience in Jamaica that we're living. By staying with a big family in an authentic Jamaican home, this is the real way to see Jamaica. We are staying in a home that does not have the fresh running water and doesn't have the same luxuries that we have back in Canada. So all of this will be, be documented in this podcast series so that you as well can understand life in Jamaica and get to know the culture more and more. This Jamaican family that we're staying with opened their homes and hearts to my father and I. They treated us as if we were a family by bringing us into their home. They literally gave us their beds to sleep on and welcomed us into the family. (laughs) Staying in Jamaica with a family really allows you to slow down, to live a more simple life. Every day I wake up and I'm sitting on a swing in the sun, just meditating, enjoying life. It's a great place to clear your mind, to relax, to unwind. And this is what the soul needs for a calm, stress-free life. More travel to free your soul and to really give yourself a break from the stresses of the world and just give yourself time to slow down. How many of you visit Jamaica or other Caribbean countries and do not take the time to get to know the staff in your all-inclusive resort? Jamaica and the countries you visit are much more than sun and beach. In Jamaica, what makes it so unique, it's the people, the culture, and the warmth of the people is why it's worth visiting Jamaica. So my very hope is that after listening to this series podcast, you yourself feel inspired and want to live an authentic way by traveling authentically, by living with locals, booking an Airbnb instead of staying on the resort. Really, I want you to get more of an experience of what the local culture is so that when you go back home, you can say that you've actually visited Jamaica and not just the beaches of Negril. From the moment we arrived, I felt the love of the grandmother who lives here. She offered me her bed that made me feel like a princess because all along the sides of it have the mosquito nets. So I really feel like when I'm in there that I'm really like a princess in in a throne or something. And it made me feel really loved. The gesture of having a stranger really take care of me. um, And she tucked me in and right beside beside me in this double-sized bed, she put a Bible down. And I thought that was really beautiful that, like, I don't know the last time I slept with a Bible. um, But you could tell that she was doing all of this to make me feel comfortable and make me feel safe in her home right away like she she opened her heart to me um and that's what's so unique about when you stay with a family when you really travel uh, and live with the people you see the kind-heartedness that exists in humanity that we don't say on see on a day-to-day basis so my first night in jamaica my first sleep wasn't wasn't the greatest uh, it was really difficult to sleep with all these roosters. Uh, the first night they were very vocal, uh, always cuddle-doodle-doing um, throughout the night. And it was difficult to wake up after the first night and have to go to the bathroom without any running water. When is the last time you went to the bathroom without any running water? Well, I'll tell you, my friends. It involves having to get a bucket of water and dumping the bucket into the toilet to flush what is in there. 
And this process can take a while, especially because I'm taking water from the nearby sink that is the water's flowing really slowly. So you're standing there trying to get this water into the bucket and then you think you have enough. So you dump it into the toilet only to figure out that you don't have enough. So then you have to go back to the water bucket, wait for the water to fall, and then throw it into the toilet. So my friends, this is, this is a real raw experience of traveling. Another experience is taking a shower without uh, having any running water where basically you have to the same bucket waiting for the bucket to 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 fill up and then you kind of like dump it over your head and then bend back down dump more water over your head put some soap and you can understand that this this process is actually really really compared to my most showers back home where it's very relaxing now I'm actually getting a workout while I am taking a shower so they have a pump here that we're going to try to, to fix. Uh, my dad's a plumber, so hopefully we can try to fix the pump so that not only we can take a shower while we're here, but also that they could have a shower when we leave. As, you know, it's, it's unbelievable to think that, that having a shower is something that they don't have when we just take it so much for granted in, in North America. So not having running water has really put things into perspective for, for us. It really allows us to appreciate the smaller things in life. And even though there's no running water, everybody's happy. We're happy. I was able to take a shower uh, a different way than I'm used to. But still, like, what gets clean gets clean. And um, it's all just part of the experience. And that's the thing. When you stay with locals, you have to be open-minded. You can't expect things to be how they are back home. Or else you could have just stayed back home, right? So to go out and travel and stay with locals the way that we're doing, you have to be open-minded, compassionate, and kind. You're coming into their world, and you're coming in to learn. So be prepared to ask questions to really learn their way of life instead of just talking about yourself. Learning about other cultures requires you to step outside your own mind and into their life. That is why we do this. That is, that's the whole point, right? To grow, to evolve, to see a different perspective. It's completely a different perspective here because there's just goats and cows and roosters that just go alongside the road that are just free. Speaking of that, there's a cow that just walked by me here while I'm sitting in this beautiful garden. Everybody is just free here, including the people. Speaking to a Rasta Farai last night that lives right beside the house that we're living in. And he was just telling me that we're all one. As people, we are all one. We all have the same blood going through us. And we're here to help each other on our journeys. If you have a good heart and treat others the way you want to be treated, you'll have a prosperous life. Give love and get love. As the Rastas believe that love is the center of all, all of the universe. But why can't this mentality be amongst all of us? Why don't I hear these things much more in Canada? It seems so simple to treat other people the way you want to be treated. But it seems like we need reminding sometimes in this world. This is a way of thinking, of thinking as each other as one. It's a real moral 
moral way that they live their lives here that I will tap into more as we get on with the Citizen of the World series. An interesting experience happened to me yesterday as I was walking down the street and there was some girls, some really young girls, maybe around like six to nine years old, three, three beautiful girls, all dressed up as in their Sunday attire as yesterday was Sunday afternoon. And they all ran up to me and gave me a big, big hug as if they were somebody that I had, I had met before. And honestly, I had never met them before, but they just ran up to me and hugged me. And they said to me, you're white. I go, oh, yes, yes, I'm white. I'm white. And I was sure to tell her, yes, we're, I'm white, but we are all one. And the young girls proceeded to say that they liked my hair and they started to touch my hair. And they also told me that they see a lot of white people that come to their school and give them gifts. And so I had this moment where, like, do they expect a gift from me now? Because I don't have anything. In my, I was alone, just walking in the street. I had nothing. And then the girls started to, to sing to me, sing their songs. And so it made me realize that the girls were conditioned to see a white person and expect gifts and sing songs, too. I guess that's what happens at their school, that white people come in and just deliver them gifts. And so it's kind of a tragedy that the only time these girls in Jamaica see white people is when they're either tourists or when they're giving them gifts instead of just seeing us all as one. And so that was an eye-opening experience for me that more and more people, white people especially, should be traveling to Jamaica and living with the people so that the children can cannot see this divide that perpetuates the whole problem of race in, in our world today is by traveling and, and connecting with people. Eventually, if more and more people do this, you're not only changing your own world, but you're changing the world of everybody else that you meet along the way. If more and more white people came to these mountains, the girls wouldn't be so surprised to see me and to say that white people bring them gifts. So I think this is something that we really need to think about um, going forward. So aside from Jamaican people being, being the real essence of why people should come here, it's also the food. The food, Jamaican food, the trick chicken, the curry chicken, the goat, the oxtail. This is authentic cooking, homemade cooking that you don't get everywhere in the world. True Jamaican cooking is really a gift from God. And so that's the best part about staying with a family like this is learning how to cook the real Jamaican way. So yesterday we made Jamaican chicken curry. That involves all-purpose seasoning, ginger flavoring, soya sauce, who knew, vinegar, lime juice, garlic powder, and chicken seasoning. So you want to take all these things and put it in with the chicken. And then put the chicken in the freezer, believe it or not. And then the next morning, take the chicken out, let it defrost. And when it starts to defrost, you put it to simmer on, on heat. With the simmering, you're going to add, once it simmers too much, you're going to add some butter and water and ketchup. Again, who knew that ketchup was and soya sauce was in curry? Anyways, so as this is uh, simmering, you're going to bring it to a little boil and get it to make uh, a gravy. 
and then eventually that's it that's how the Jamaican chicken curry is made and so it's really nice to see to see how people prepare food because in North America we are very separated from this process most people don't really know where their food comes from or how it's made at all so staying with a family like this allows us to really connect with the process of making the food also most Jamaican families eat about one meal a day so this was difficult for me on the first day where I'm used to having breakfast snack lunch snack dinner snack like there's an overemphasis of food in, in, in North America when really sometimes it's 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 too much and so having one meal a day really puts things into perspective right and to see how how blessed and fortunate we are to have all this abundance of food where other places in the world they do not so today um, myself and, and the Jamaican mom are going to be making ackee and saltfish this is the national dish of Jamaica to do so, we'll have to get onto a scooter. There's these taxis that go up and down the road, but they're not taxi cars, they're taxi like motorcycles. And so just by going to the side of the road, a, a motorcycle will eventually come and you just jump on the back, pay a dollar US or a hundred Jamaican dollars. And you go down to the local village where we're gonna buy the salt fish. No need to buy the aki, as I'm currently in the garden that I'm sitting in. There's an aki tree. I'm looking at these beautiful orange ackies that we can just eat for dinner later on, so no need for actually buying it at the store, which is amazing. There's also pear trees, uh, banana trees, all sorts of fruit trees here. Everything just grows like a wildflower. So that's what we're going to do today. We're gonna go down to the market and buy the things that we need for dinner prepare it and eat as a family we're staying with a grandmother who has three children here one of the children is my dad's friend's husband and so it's a full house here with two children a baby grandma uncles this is the real experience is everybody lives on the same land together in different houses but all together as a family so there you have it that's a little bit about everyday life in jamaica and now i'm going to shift over to an interview with the rastafari to learn more about bob marley and the way of rastafari life in jamaica so i'd like to welcome rasta saska to the citizen of the world podcast Welcome, Rasta. And can you tell me a little bit about Bob Marley and what it means to be a Rastafari? Every kid grew with a trend of Bob Marley. And why is that? You told you told me yesterday. The only, the only, the only peaceful man around town. Bob Marley, the only peaceful man around town. He does not live for war. He lives for righteousness, equal right and justice. That way he lives. Right. Yeah. So every kid grow in Jamaica knowing something about Bob Marley. They sing a little chorus from Bob Marley song. Anyone, whichever song they want to choose to sing, they all just go and sing and it release their mind right. from most stress 
that they has around here. So you said that last night. You said that Bob Marley helps to liberate the mind, to open the mind. Yeah, Bob Marley. Bob Marley help open the mind and pleases the heart of everyone around here in Jamaica. Good, just like that. So whenever they sing a Bob Marley song, it just pleases the mind. Cherish. And that's Good why people talk. listen to listen to Bob Marley everywhere in the world. So it's like a piece of Jamaica is a part of Good. everywhere in the world. Good. Good. So Bob song, no matter which one of Bob song, all of them, freedom fighter. All Bob songs are freedom fighter. What, what were they trying to, to get free from? Well, mental slavery. All of Bob's songs have inspiration. It inspired people all over this whole globe. Yeah, internationally. Internationally. Bob songs is an inspired dictionary where you can get all the meanings you want from it. Mm-hmm. Every Everything's meaning yeah, it is everything in means Bob's, actually yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, it is in Bob's songs. And that's why we were talking yesterday when I asked you if you thought Bob Marley was a prophet. Yeah, Bob, Bob than, is more than a prophet. Right. Bob is more than a prophet. For he go to his bed and he get visions mm-hmm. and doing songs. And all these songs that he do and all these songs that done from Bob... They are all freedom fighters, Sam. Right. Fighting, fighting, fighting for freedom. One love. Individually, like for your own freedom to free your own thoughts. Yeah, one love, one heart, unity, and power. That's how Bob's song rotates. And do you think for people to really experience this, they have to come to Jamaica? Yeah, 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 yeah. If people really experience this, they have to come to Jamaica. For look, you cannot be in the city and hold no meditation. Right. It's too many distractions. When you are out of the city and there is nothing to help you, in Jamaica, sitting down under a tree, Nice and okay, listening some Bob Marley or listening one or two Bob Marley songs. That's where you get free. That's where you leave all the stress behind and you are up there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you there's Bob Marley playing all throughout Jamaica, everywhere you go. Everywhere we go. And all day with you, all day with your music. All day, all night, all day, all night, Bob Marley. Nothing else but Bob Marley. And this is all good. He will never leave us out. His song will always give us the space we need, the glory we need. The space we need, everything that is added to mankind life. Yeah. Bob Marley. Yeah, he left a lot of blessings on this earth. He left a, a huge impact. Bob believed more than blessing on this earth. More than blessing, Bob leave on this earth. I don't know what to say it is, but he leave more than blessing here. Righteousness. Equal rights and justice. We are all one blood. We are all one heart. We are all one. Thank you.
you, Rascal Saska. I hope this episode has inspired you to travel outside your comfort zone and maybe to Jamaica. Stay tuned for a citizen of the world podcast episode 2 of the Jamaican series. I'll be back next week. One love, my friends. Be sure to respect each other and be good to one another.